Hello everyone, welcome back to episode 5 of the Camera Shack Podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and today we're going to talk about the crazy time uh, I decided to rent an anamorphic lens for photography. So, if you don't know, an anamorphic lens, okay, so there's two main type of lenses, right? A spherical lens and an anamorphic lens. You can think of a spherical lens as basically almost every lens that, that you normally come across is a spherical lens, right? It's, it's uh, you know, it, it's round, I guess you could say, right? An anamorphic lens is oval, and it basically stretches the image inwards. Um, and why it's used and all this other stuff, you know, you know, there's like two hour long videos dedicated to talking about all this kind of uh, stuff about it. So just to kind of keep it short, it, it basically allows you to have a wider field of view while taking up the same amount of image size area. So if, if you imagine a projector, right, and you have film for it, it's a fixed size and if you want your movie to have a wide frame of view you know a very stretched like a 16 by 10 for instance frame of view but your film is only 4 by 3 so it's more square then you can attach an anamorphic lens and it will compress your image to fit on the film and then when you play it back in the theater, you can attach a reverse anamorphic lens, and it de-squeezes it. Now you can—they still make anamorphic lenses, and they're they're used quite a bit in movies. Um, a very great example would be John Wick. John Wick is shot on a anamorphic lens, and one of the big key ways that you can tell is there's a lot of big blue streaks in the image where any like where, where any lights it. So if you see like uh, light in the background, there's like big blue streaks going um, along the horizon of the light. Um, that's usually a very strong indicator that it was shot on an anamorphic lens. Um, as a side note, uh, John Wick, those blue streaks aren't, I believe it's for the second, the second movie. I could be mistaken on this, but I'm pretty sure that while it was shot on an anamorphic lens, I guess they're using too fancy of an anamorphic lens that did not have very good flaring like that. So they added a lot of that blue flare in post. So take that what you will. Um, any rate, though, uh, I'd always wanted to try out an anamorphic lens. Um, the problem is that because of such a specialty lens, it's very expensive. Um, usually, like, a quote, a very cheap anamorphic lens is like $3,000. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, I, I eventually found this place, uh, Lens Rental, I believe it's lensrental.com. And they allow you to rent a variety of camera equipment, lenses, etc. And for whatever reason, I guess, I think it was like 3 in the morning. 
I don't know. I was like, I'm gonna rent an anamorphic lens. Um, and what's funny is the majority of what this lens was photography. I don't think I took any videos with it. So I, I, I ended up only taking um, photos too because it was basically really rainy for almost entire duration I had so I rented it for seven days and for the t- all seven days plus shipping the shipping was $30 it cost $206 including the shipping um I have no idea I uh, was pretty much a waste of $200 um uh, because I I ended up uh getting sick under the weather during the time right before it was supposed to arrive and for the most of the duration that I had it and for a few of the days it was really rainy and stuff like that so I got very little time to actually use the lens so that really kind of sucked um so what I actually read it was a Vazen V-A-Z-E-N it was a 40 millimeter T2 1.8 anamorphic lens for a Canon RF mount so 1.8 anamorphic means that it squishes the image inwards by one and an eight 1.8 times. So if normally what you're capturing was we'll just say for easy numbers, if normally it was um, 20 inches wide, okay, on the camera, if it was a 2x anamorphic lens, it would be 10 inches wide instead. The image would only be 10 inches wide. In this case, it was 1.8, so it'd be whatever 20 times, um, well, it, can't, it, would be, it would be 20 divided by 1.8, uh, I believe. Um, however you do that math. Um, anyways, you get the point, you get the point. So then it's T2, so if you don't know, uh, cameras have the f-stops, you know, like f, f2, f, f4, whatever. Um, and in the cinema world, a lot of cinema lenses are rated in T's instead of F's. It's essentially the same thing, um, but it's just a lot more standardized. So that way, if you have a lens that's set to T2, you have another lens set to T2, you're uh, more guaranteed to have the same amount of light being let into the camera than, say, with a photography F2. Um, and then it was a 40 millimeter lens. So um, I essentially went out. I guess I was uh, just feeling rebel- rebellious and mostly shot <laughs> pictures with the lens. So it was a manual focus lens. So you have to, it's, it's incredibly tricky. So my, with my Canon camera, I had a Canon camera, RF mount, it does not have the feature to de-squish your image, okay, when you're looking at it. So like on my, I have a Black Magic 6K and it has a anamorphic de-squeeze function. So if you click it, the preview of the image will be like you've already de-squished the image. Like it, like it just looks normal, but stretched. On the on my Canon camera, I don't have that feature. So I'm looking at the, you know, the images from, coming from the lens and it's squished in by two times the amount. And it's a manual focus. So I have to looking, you know, this, this lens, I, I tell you, does it say on this thing? 
this this lens, uh, just to give some context, was massive. I mean, it was probably um, four to five inches uh, wide. It was probably six inches long. And I bet you it was two to three pounds. Three pounds uh, is, I almost guarantee it was three pounds. Um, and... So, like, it's way bigger and heavier than my camera, right? So, I basically am, like, holding... I, I basically attached the camera to the lens instead of the other way around. Um, and so, now I have to now take a photo holding this giant lens, trying to focus it with the image squished. Uh, so, it was definitely one heck of a... Uh, one heck of an experience, um, and there is a, a lot of just kind of guessing, um, especially because my camera is a full frame camera, but this lens is a super 35 lens. So it did not cover the entirety of my Canon sensor. So that means there was a heavy amount of vignetting around it. So I guess it just added to it. I, I, I have like framing your photo is basically like borderline impossible because um, you have to kind of pick where you're, you know, so because it's vignetting, right? You're basically going to see a oval or, you know, a, a black oval around, you know, the edges of your image. So you have to figure out how much you're going to crop the top and the bottom and the left and the right in order to get an image with no, you know, black corners. But because it's a anamorphic lens, it's squished down by 2x. So you have to do that cropping with that in mind in your head while looking at the image, which is incredibly difficult to do. And you have to focus it. And you have to hold the lens. So that was uh, that was definitely uh, quite difficult. Um, I had finally started feeling better. Um, I, I was just uh, you know a little under weather. It might have just been allergies. Um, so I had um, went up to the uh, the fire station because they were doing some. Um, open house kind of stuff and uh, took some photos of the of the fire trucks as they had them roaming around and stuff like that and uh, got some pretty cool photos um, of, of the fire trucks and them doing some little activities and stuff like that um, so yeah I mean that, that was pretty cool the photos themselves turned out pretty well um at the fire station at least there wasn't really any blue streaks in any of the images just because uh it it turns out you need a really harsh bright light to really kind of get those blue streaks to come up so i think in one of the images from the fire station there is a small blue streak in one of the lights but it's not really evident um i'd also uh went to the air force museum um, and took some photos there. 
And a lot of those foes do have the big blue streaks. Like, really big, really nice streaks in them. Um, and it's because a lot of the lights and the hangers are, are very bright. They're very harsh. And so it really helps to have the those blue streaks come out. So, overall, um, would never rent again. <laughs> We're never in it again, but it was definitely a fun and interesting experience to say the least. Um, it definitely wasn't worth the cost, um, but I don't regret it. And the photos definitely look very different, very different. Like the way the green and and just because the stretch, just it just looks different compared to all my other photos I've taken in the past. So it it definitely had a unique perspective on the photography like the way the image looks and stuff like that but you know I, I think for how much trouble it was to focus and frame and crop that it just didn't really make sense uh, to really continually do it um, so I'm glad I didn't rent for more than 7 days because I think more than that it would have been kind of too much um, I think it, it probably would have been really cool on some like videography kind of stuff shooting some cool views and stuff like that but I didn't have anything really lined up on that and I tried to get one or two things lined up and, and everything kind of fell through on, on that um, so I didn't really get to take any cool videos of anything um, but overall I, I think renting from uh, I, oh, let me let me confirm lensrentals.com is where I rented from that I, I definitely want to rent a lens or two in the future from them they were a pretty cool company they, they shipped it in a big um, peloton case and so the lens was perfectly secure um and yeah i mean as far as the company themselves they, they were pretty they're pretty nice um and they have uh other gear and stuff like that so i've thought about renting um uh, a camera from them like renting like a uh it really, what I really would love to do is rent like a red Komodo. Um, obviously, once it comes back to, it doesn't make any sense. You know, I'm not going to rent a red Komodo from Lens Rental because that would be hundreds of dollars. Um, I'll look it up. We'll look it up right now. A red, sorry, Komodo. Um, I think it was like two or three hundred dollars for just just the bare bones kit okay I like it's $410 for just the body um that doesn't include any cables any mounting any SD card not SD card uh, like uh SSD cards um so yeah I, I mean it's basically incredibly impractical but it'd be really cool <laughs> you know to rent something like that from there one day but uh, probably never happened so if you haven't already you should check me out on Instagram at the Logan R I've been posting a lot of uh, great photos on there recently and I would love it if you could check it out like a few photos and follow me. Thanks.
something else I've been playing with over the past couple months is a cool little site called Night Cafe. So it's basically um, a really cool um, website where you can generate art by using just keywords. So, um, an example would be you could say, um, a fox jumping over the moon, right? You write that in the text, and then it will attempt to generate a painting um, that is just like just a fox jumping over the moon. And if that if that makes sense, I don't think I'm explaining this very well. But basically, it it's been trained, so it's it's an artificial intelligence. And what they do is they have like a database of like I don't know, we'll say a hundred thousand pieces of art from all across you know, the internet, famous paintings and stuff like that. And they all have a title, okay, and a bunch of key word like tags, like this is a, this is paint, this is um, drawing. And so then they train their artificial intelligence. You know, this is, you know, given this set of keywords, this is what the painting should look like or, you know, etc. And then over time, it eventually, like, learns um, how to create art based off of those keywords. Um, so I've tried a, a wide array of different terms and and just trying to really get uh, very specific and creative. Um, so let me let me pull up the right thing here. Let's see if it will work. All right, we're pause. Please pause. Um, why are we not? Let me pull this up. Okay, so I guess we're just we're just not going to pull this up. No, we're going to pull this up. I'm pranking you guys. Um, maybe, maybe we're not going to pull this up. I think I know how to get to pull up. Um. Sorry for this dead air here, guys. Uh, I would uh, edit this out, except, you know, this is, I, I've been committed. This is a no editing out dead air podcast. <laughs> okay, so some great examples, all right? Uh, the title, A Purple Lightning Storm on an Alien Planet on Art Station. And it generates a painting that looks, uh, you know, spectacularly crazy. You know, it's... It's, uh, let me try and describe this to you. If imagine a thunderstorm, okay? Like you're you're in the sky looking down at a thunderstorm, but the clouds all have a purple cast to them. Like there's like a vivid purple cast and there's like white lightning all around it. And it's being all turning around a central... Um, purple hued object um i mean it's really crazy it's really hard to even 
um, explain what it is. Um, okay, so some other ones. Uh, a cat warehouse driving a forklift. And, I mean, this is this is pretty crazy. It, it, obviously, it's not, like, realistic. But, like, um, you can discern these shapes. And it, I mean, it looks like a warehouse with forklifts. And there are, like, they don't look like cats per se. They kind of look like, 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 I can tell it's a cat because I wrote the prompt cat. If I did not know it was a cat, I'd probably look at it and be like, what in the world is that? It looks like a, like a lump of, big lump of hair or something. I mean, it doesn't look like a cat. Like, you can tell us a cat if you knew it's a cat. If you don't know it's a cat, you can't tell us a cat. But, for going off such such little you know effort here's another one a lit cyberpunk match about to explode at the light last light of dusk um the image looks nothing like that prompt but the image looks spectacular it's uh it looks almost like a imagine the top of a flat chest right with like gold embroidered edges and a marble like a a ring of marbles so like three mar- four marbles that are like in a square like together if that kind of makes sense like they're touching and there's a ring on top uh, but it it has it's has like a depth of feel to it so like the the four marbles the marble if you imagine it's like a diamond the the frontmost marble is in focus and then the two marbles on the side of it are like slowly going out of focus um, and then, like, the front of the chest, you can barely see it, the corner of it, but it's also going out of focus. And, I mean, it doesn't really match the prompt, but still, like, like the, it's, like, insane that this is, art is just generated out of, um, just out of its mind. Um, and, you know, I've tried tons and tons and tons of different prompts, and it, and it gives out, like, really cool, crazy results. Here's a great one that I tried. Last Light of the Abyss Deep Underwater, right? And it looks like, it's hard to explain, but it basically looks like a, it, the image is mostly, like, a blue, dark blue cyan color. And at, you know, at the bottom, going up towards the middle, is, almost looks like, uh, like black rock or like black coral um but then as you go out further it kind of like uh, gets more misty almost into the view of the ocean um and i mean it looks like a almost as if because like in the top left corner there's like light like that's where the the most of the cyan is coming from and it's like shining down into it and it looks almost as if you went scuba diving I don't know about scuba diving but like scuba diving like 5 feet underneath like beneath the water but you're like at the mouth of a cave that's kind of how it looks um but uh you know so I just wanted to quickly add like a little a little section here about this this little site Night Cafe is what it's called if you Google Night Cafe you can find it um there's also a subreddit um I think it's r slash night cafe where you can see all these cool images that people have just been trying to generate. Like they'll just throw all kinds of keywords and all kinds of stuff in there. And you can see some of the results that people are getting. 
So they, they've been slowly adding new and new features. Um, recently, they added a feature to do video um, generation. So you give a keyword, it'll generate an initial image, uh, then you can tell it to move the image left, right, up or down, like so many pixels, and then click go, and it would generate, it'll basically move the image slightly and generate just that little section of pixels. So basically it gives the appearance that the image is actually like moving left or right or zooming in and out. It's a really cool effect. So. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed, please check out some of my other episodes. Also, please share this podcast with some of your friends. I would love to grow the audience for it. Uh, If you'd like to leave any comments or suggestions to me, uh, feel free to send me a message on Instagram at the Logan R. I would love to hear from you guys. Thanks.